0: episode of Chargers Lately. I am your host, Michael Peterson, and today I'm giving you guys a more, I guess I would call it abbreviated episode, a little more casual episode. I'm actually not in my normal setup. I am, (laughs) uh, funny enough, stuck at my in-law's place this weekend. am As much as I wanted or maybe should have recorded this before I had left this morning I honestly like putting this off a little bit because I want as much news to discuss on the episode as possible and and we did get a bit of news earlier today uh, again this being Saturday um, with some roster transactions uh, some surprise moves involving putting some guys on IR Uh, we'll get to that later Um, but the Chargers play the Panthers this week the Panthers are coming to town and thankfully, one guy who's not going to be suiting up for the Panthers this week is Christian McCaffrey. I think that is just a huge load off the minds, the shoulders, the everything of this defense and defense coordinator, Gus Bradley. Obviously, because why would you want to, to ever have the job to defend the reigning offensive player of the year in the NFL? Uh, Christian McCaffrey is hell on earth he is a hell for a defense man i've seen the guy play since college i'm a former iowa hawkeye i watched him torch the hawkeyes in the rose bowl i want to say back in 2015 or 16 i believe it was um, they played each other and it was just absolute brutal so i don't necessarily have any fun positive feelings about christian McCaffrey, like as a player not as a person he's a phenomenal person I actually went to college with some of his old high school teammates as well at uh, Drake University. I played with a couple of his offensive linemen and his or one of his quarterbacks. So there's somewhat of like a weird kind of connection there, but whatever. Uh, the Chargers defense don't have to prepare for him, I and mean, I, I think that's absolutely uh, brilliant. But before we get to um, too much further into the game preview, I just want to quickly go over the Panthers and Chargers injury reports. So as of Friday, this is what we got from... Chargers PR, um, well, I mean, I also, they, I guess they they did, you know, announce it to the public. But as things stand, the Chargers will be without uh, UDFA, Asmar Bilal, linebacker, he is out. Um, Justin Jones is out. Tyrod Taylor is out. And at the time we got this on Friday, Melvin Ingram was doubtful. Justin Jackson was doubtful. Nick Vigil was doubtful. And then Brian Bulaga, Rayshon Jenkins, and Trey Turner were all doubtful questionable. As of right now, it looks like Trey Turner and Bulaga are playing. Um, We'll see about Rayshon Jenkins. As far as uh, Turner, uh, again, Anthony Lynn said that yes, Turner is going to play this week. Um, So we did get that straight from the horse's mouth uh, with Turner. As far as Bulaga, I'm assuming he's going to play. We haven't heard anything about him not playing or anything that that points to the direction that he may not. Uh, So the offensive line is finally going to be as complete as it's going to be this season without obviously Mike Pouncey who who was done for the season um, with the hip surgery. But uh, I did mention Melvin Ingram is doubtful. Um, he is actually out this week officially because the Chargers put him on IR. And before we get into the IR news real quick, uh, go over the Panthers injury report. Um, guard Dennis Daly will be doubtful. Um, tied, a little a Tackle Russell O'Kung is questionable, but he was a full participant on Friday, so the Chargers will look like to go up against their former left tackle. And then uh, defensive tackle Kwan Short, who is one of the best defensive tackles in the NFL. He is doubtful. He did not participate in practice whatsoever, so the Chargers get an even uh, softer defense than what this, uh, this unit already has been uh, with the Chargers. Or excuse me, with the Panthers, pardon me. Um, as far as the roster transactions, So, made a a blister of, you know, a bunch of moves um, with this uh, announcement. So, again, from the horse's mouth, Chargers communication. Uh, The Chargers are promoting Ryan Groy, offensive guard. They're promoting linebacker Malik uh, Jefferson and defensive end Jesse Lemonier to the active roster. In the corresponding moves, they are placing Bilal, Melvin Ingram, and Justin Jones on the IR. Now, this is going to be the three-week IR, right, with... With the way the nfl the rules are set up for the ir in this season because it is such an odd season we only have to wait three weeks nothing is season ending uh ingram was this biggest surprise here because he didn't uh have any issues he was a full participant in practice wednesday and thursday and then friday all of a sudden he, he didn't participate because of apparent knee soreness according to anthony lynn what he told us on the call yesterday and maybe it's just the Chargers looking at the slate and saying You know, Saints all of a sudden don't look as scary. Um, The Tampa Bay Bucks all of a sudden don't look as scary. And they have the Panthers this week. So, honestly, I think they thought that this stretch of three games looks much more winnable. And Chenin Wosu has been playing fantastically. And I don't think they're really going to lose too much of the pressure on defense with Ingram out. Uh, with Jerry Tillery, uh, you know, kind of kind of breaking out a little bit through the first two weeks, the loss of Justin Jones isn't that big of a deal. So I can understand why why they made these moves. I'm not sure what's going on with Bilal. He was just going to be a depth piece because of uh, Tranquil going down, right? They just threw up a linebacker. and Well, without him, of course, they brought up Jefferson. And then Groy is another offensive lineman. You could always have more depth at offensive lineman on your team, especially with this team. And then Jesse Lemonnier is being groomed to be depth at the Leo position. So, of course, he was brought up with Ingram going to uh, IR. And then lastly, uh, with the new rules again, this NFL season on game day, players or coaches are allowed to bring up two more players from practice squad to suit up on game day, so for a 54th and a 55th player. The the 54th player is going to be Jalila die. I know, go ahead and curse a little bit right now because, yes, that guy is back. Jalila dies back. Um, whatever. Fine and dandy. We know he's not a starter anymore. He's just a depth piece. Hopefully, you know, he's still able to play well. Had a career-high two interceptions last season. Who knows? Maybe he'll surprise us if he does get significant snaps. And then they're also promoting uh, Darius Bradwell from the practice squad to be active on game day because it looks like Justin Jackson will be out another week. He is their third running back for the game. He was up with the team against the chiefs only played, I believe four snaps on special teams did not see any carries on offense. So that is going to be just fine. Those are your most recent transaction notes with the chargers. Um, I know it seems a little scary. No one likes seeing some starters going. IR. again, it's just three weeks. It's more precautionary over anything else so i I just flat out wouldn't get too worried about it this is a good time to show how deep the team is how good the backups are what that depth looks like and and there's no better team to do it than against the panthers who have allowed 65 points through two weeks and on offense haven't done a whole lot uh none of them have done a whole lot outside of christian mccaffrey um looking at the stats go ahead and start previewing this game so the panthers are 0-2 your chargers are 1 and 1. Um Teddy Bridgewater. It's his first year as a starter for Carolina after being the backup in New Orleans for a year or two. He is currently 55 of 76 passing, 636 yards, only one touchdown through two games and two interceptions. Their leading rusher was Christian McCaffrey, 41 carries for 156 yards and four touchdowns, so obviously there's all their offense. And then wide receiver Robbie Anderson, Robbie, la, 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 Robbie Anderson. His first year in carolina 15 catches 223 yards and one touchdown uh with the chargers justin herbert's obviously your leading passer after one week of course each quarterback's only had one game um justin herbert is 22 of 33 passing had 311 yards against the chiefs one touchdown one pick and one rushing touchdown with 18 rushing yards austin eckler i think he is I want to say sixth in the nfl in rushing yards at this moment hasn't found the end zone yet but he's turned 35 carries into 177 yards i think he's yes yeah, sixth behind josh jacobs who is in fifth and then hunter henry is in your leading receiver through two games 11 catches 156 yards he justin herbert has created quite the connection with hunter henry he's been real good at not only getting the ball like in the right spots but giving him an opportunity to run after the catch and that's something that hunter henry showed a lot against the chiefs he was able to break tackles because hunter or excuse me herbert threw him the ball where you know he threw the ball away from the defender so you know he did a lot of those curl routes those little curls right there in the middle as a check down and herbert threw him open and or gave him the ability for rack yards. And I think that's a big deal. Herbert was a big fan of throwing to the tight end at Oregon. His leading receiver was Jacob Breeland, who ended up not getting drafted. But he honestly, I, he probably should have. He was a really good leading receiver for the Oregon Ducks before he ended with a, with a season-ending injury. And I believe he was picked up as a UDFA with the Ravens. And I'm not sure if he was cut or if he's on a practice squad somewhere. But anyway, Herbert loves the tight end. He told me uh when i asked him on the call yesterday about his connection with hunter henry you know did that stem from him loving the tight end which was jacob Breland at oregon and he said uh that he loves the tight end because of what they can do for an offense right they can stretch the field they can block uh, especially hunter henry at his size 65 250 having such a large catch radius that it just makes his job easier right and that's what a tight end should be besides you know, playing different roles for an offense. A tight end where I think they succeed the most and where they help other teams, their team becomes successful, is to be a check down guy, a consistent presence on third down. I think, honestly, those two, and again, you don't need all the yards, you don't need all the touchdowns, but when you're good at those things, third down, the check down guy, those come because of a quarterback smart whether they're playing a good offense or excuse me good defense bad defense they know where to go with the ball they make the right decision And, and and more often than not the d pass isn't going to be open it's going to be something underneath and bang there goes your tight end so big fan of that connection there um i'm alex rodriguez and i'm jason kelly from bloomberg this is the deal each week, you heroes in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Uh, sticking on the topic of defense, this Panther's defense is the youngest defense the nfl has fielded in 10 years they have so many young players rookies on that defense just looking at the defense here um, i'm going to pull up their their depth chart but just off the top of my head um, they've got brian burns second year player out of florida state really good pass rusher but somehow at the same time the panthers have yet to record a single sack. And I think they've got one, count it, one quarterback hit to their name. So if you're looking at the defense, Brian Burns, Quan Short. Um, there's a video playing on this page for some reason, and it's ruining everything for me. So let's not do that again. Um, Here we go. So sorry about that. I'll probably have to cut that out if I don't. Oh, well, uh, looking at their depth chart on defense. All right, Brian Burns, Quan Short, Derek Brown, and Yeter Gross Matos. So their defensive line, which I believe they run a one two three, 2, so they run a 4-3 front. And you've got second-year player, veteran, rookie, rookie. Derek Brown was their first-round pick out of Auburn. Big, beefy, 340-pound defensive tackle. And then Yitir Gross Matos is a rookie defensive end from uh, Penn State. Was a second round pick, potentially a first round pick. Should have been, I mean, talent wise. So is this defense probably going to look good in the future? I think it really does have a good cho- or a good chance of being one of those better teams. Um, linebackers, Shaq Thompson. You know, this is the one without um, Luke Keekley, You know, this is the first season without Luke keekley in some time. That's a huge bummer. They have shaq thompson he's fine to hear whitehead former uh oakland raider fairly good at his job just a good run stopping linebacker and then jeremy chin jeremy chin was a converted safety played safety at southern illinois university athletic freak i believe he's like 6'2. he probably was about 220 in college but he's probably upwards of near 230 plus now that he's actually transitioned to an outside linebacker in the nfl and you're uh, cornerbacks are going to be Dante Jackson and Troy Pride Jr. Troy Pride Jr. Rookie. Jeremy Chin. Rookie. Gross Matos and, and Derek Brown. Rookie. So you've got four rookies starting on this defense. Dante Jackson, I believe, is a, I want to say, third-year player. Strong safety, Justin Burris. Free safety, Trey Boston. Also known as the former charger, Trey Boston. So you take a look at this week very weak and experienced not a lot of name power on this defense anymore without luke keekley uh, mario addison is gone a lot of those names that were on this team in the last couple years they are now gone um and and what this does is it provides a very very what's the word i want to look for ideal a very ideal matchup for justin herbert It is his second start in the NFL Uh, his first start came obviously as a surprise against the Kansas City Chiefs and and you know that probably played to his advantage that the Chiefs didn't have any film on him right they were planning to stop Tyrod Taylor they got Justin Herbert he had a great day some people are saying that with 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 a week of film right like the, the the Panthers have uh, a game film to uh, to per, to scout excuse me Justin Herbert and some people said you know with uh, this team's gonna have the film you know maybe don't expect Justin Herbert to have as great of a day because of that and I just don't think it's that ipso facto like I mean the offense was varied enough um, but at the same time this defense is what it is this defense has led up 65 points through the first two weeks this defense has been soft against the run Josh Jacobs scored three touchdowns in week one for the Raiders I believe uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last week rushed for three scores Um Leonard Fournette had two scores on a, I think 112 112 yards Ronald Jones had another score like this defense is gonna get rushed on and yeah and I, I just have to agree because you look at this defensive front brian burns is not a run stopping defensive end that guy is an outside linebacker playing defensive end like true defensive end Derek brown and kawan short are good youtube gross matos isn't a run stopping defensive end he's a pass rusher he's an edge rusher he's not that complete yet shaq thompson fine to hear whitehead fine jeremy chin again former safety um we'll have to see how he is so This game is probably going to be a healthy dose of, um, of Eckler and Joshua Kelly. I'm sorry for that pause. The allergies are killing me, but, um, real quick, I want to go over my keys to victory for a victory over the Panthers. And and this is an article I do on Bolton Blue. Um, so we're gonna go over this real quick, and let me remind you, this is a casual, kind of spur of the moment podcast, because things just didn't work out this week. But that's 2020, so I do apologize for the, the, the casualness, the looseness of this podcast. Please don't uh, crucify for me or crucify me for this. I greatly appreciate it. So um, we're going to go ahead and uh, wrap up the pod here, just real quick with my thoughts. On my three keys to a, a victory over the Panthers, and number one is just keep it simple with Justin Herbert for another week um, in the Chiefs game. The the coaches Shane Steichen, Anthony Lynn, they all said that they kept it simple for Justin Herbert because obviously it was a surprise start. You know they weren't going to have the full load at uh, the playbook like they just weren't going to do that to the rookie, so they didn't. They kept it simple and and he made that offense. If that was simple. I would like to see the complicated version of this offense, right? Justin Herbert did an immaculate job running the offense, orchestrating that unit. He just did great. And I I think for another week, again, this is his second straight uh, week starting. There's no need to expand the playbook 10 times over because he's now the starter like officially right, going into this week. You don't need to do it. Keep it simple. He's a smart guy, but when he can use more of that brain power you better do the you know handful of things that you know they, they did last week I just I think that's better than trying to stretch right his attention his focus all that stuff so keep it simple for Herbert one more week at least one more week and maybe we can open up a little bit um, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers number three uh, defense needs to take advantage of the CMC absence the Chargers are super lucky that they don't have to play CMC right they don't have to play Christian McCaffrey which is a huge load Again, off the shoulders of the entire defense and our DC Gus Bradley. The guy who will be taking his place is Mike Davis. He's a former Chicago Bear and Seattle Seahawk. Um, he's not too shabby, but he's also no CMC. He had eight receptions in their last game, but that was because they were playing from behind. I don't think they use him in the same way as McCaffrey, but like, I'd still expect the running back to have a, a role in this game. But Teddy Bridgewater is a dink and dunk quarterback with the occasional deep shot. Hence Robbie Anderson's 200 plus yards through the first two weeks of the season. He likes to dink in and dunk. And with the athleticism of these receivers, DJ Moore, Anderson, Curtis Samuel, they're the type of athletic speedy wideouts that can burn you underneath if you're not able to stay on top of them. So I think we need to rattle him real quick. Russell Okung, Michael Schofield, both former chargers. Uh, Our defensive line knows these guys. I'd like to think that gives them a little bit of an advantage so I'm looking forward to that matchup but just get after them early stay on top of their speed this isn't the Chiefs right yes they're athletic three wide receivers but they're not the Chiefs and they're definitely not being thrown the ball by Patrick Mahomes take advantage of what could be considered a little bit of a tune-up game prior to handling the Saints and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers finally I just said continue to run the ball The Chargers lead the nfl with 83 carries it's not by accident anthony lynn wants to run the ball and he wants to win with his running backs he's been dying for a duo like eckler and kelly and through the two weeks he's been able to use he's like he's just going to utilize them until he can't anymore right he's going to run them into the ground and with the the game that you know with the panthers weak defense right not so great of an offense like the game script's probably going to call for a healthy dose of the run so that's why i think this is going to be another huge Eckler and Joshua Kelly game do I think you know they combine for 40 carries again you know I, I'd say that the regression to the meme says they won't but I really wouldn't put it past Anthony Lynn of, of repeating you know what they did uh, against the Chiefs and, and you know maybe if if he decides to run it enough maybe we get to see a little bit Darius Bradwell I think that'd be great to see that Ford F-150 running around out there um, but you know I don't know how big that chance is And uh, that's going to do it for the pod, guys. Again, really appreciate you sticking with me through a week where some things just kind of went differently. I I couldn't get out of, uh, you know, coming up to the in-laws and uh, I just kind of had to do what I had to do. Um, I really want to talk about the most recent news as well. So, again, that is why I kind of wait on on this one. You know, obviously it's not too relevant. It's going to be relevant for another, uh, call it, 12, 16 hours or so. Before the games get started, but again, really appreciate you guys sticking it out with me. Uh, if you guys don't already follow me on Twitter at Zone Tracks, spelled Z-O-N-E-T-R-A-C-K-S. If you haven't, as well, going over to com That's where I do all my work. Would appreciate some love there. And I think that is everything. I'm gonna go enjoy the rest of this weekend. I've got some desserts and snacks waiting for me upstairs and i'm just gonna get prepped for another awesome week of charges football and justin herbert's second start of the season absolutely cannot wait i will see you guys on sunday have a great night